Here we have a powerful excerpt from a sermon from our next guest, Minister Zoe McDowell. Jesus died on the cross. When he died on the cross, he, he took authority over all things, and then he left us with the comforter. He left us with the Holy Spirit. And so when you accept Jesus Christ in your life, you are moving with the power, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to help you discern and figure out if you should or should not be engaged in certain things. And so I want us to remember that you have the power to keep in step. Good people, good people. Welcome to another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. I am your host, Jay Snipes, a.k.a. the podcaster of the people. Um, you know, first and foremost, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, for tuning in to another episode. Thank you for all the love, support. Um, you know, continue to share, continue to send me ideas on topics, and um, and we're just gonna keep this train rolling. Um, now, before now, normally for those that rock with the podcast, you know, I normally rock solo, uh, but I want to do something a little bit different this particular time. And, and instead of me introducing my, my special guest, I, I wanted to bring my, my daughter on to introduce uh, uh, our guest because the backstory, <laughs> I, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in up doing introduction, but the backstory is um, the, our guest actually was a guest speaker at our church. Phenomenal, phenomenal job, very energetic, um, very positive spirit. And my daughter was blessed to be the one to actually introduce her. So I said, you know what? I don't think I can top that introduction. <laughs> so since I, <laughs> since I had the person that actually delivered that, that introduction, why not uh, invite her onto the podcast as well? So my daughter, Sanaya, is with us for the introduction. Sanaya. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ms. Zoe McDowell is the daughter of two loving parents and pastors, Lucius and Donna McDowell of Agape International Ministries in Hampton, Georgia. She's also the big sister to one of her best friends, Victoria McDowell. Zoe is a proud native of McDonough, Georgia, and an even prouder graduate of the, the Clark Atlanta University. The, the Clark Atlanta. <laughs> you to say the, thank you, Clark. <laughs> mm -hmm. Graduating in 2017 with a BS in biology, she went on to earn her MS in health science from Meharry Medical College in 2020. While co-leading a student-led campus ministry at Meharry for several years, Zoe's call to ministry was acknowledged and she was granted her minister's license in 2019. Zoe now serves as youth minister at Bethel World Outreach Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. She's extremely passionate about youth and young adults. Her heart longs for young people to know the love of God and to live a fruitful life through the transformative revelation and power of Jesus Christ. In her spare time, Zoe enjoys a good workout, the best music her playlist can offer, and roller skating to her heart's content. Welcome to the podcast, Zoe. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denai. That was so awesome. <laughs> Thanks, baby. All right. How does that make you feel? Good gracious. That, that, that warm welcome. Look, I'm always... One, she was so precious and sweet when I came to visit you all in Atlanta. And yeah. so just to see her face and her welcome me on has been awesome. I, I love it. Great, 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 great. Yeah, like Sanaya said, you know, definitely welcome 
welcome to Generation Motivation, the podcast. Um, as I was saying in the beginning, it was just something about that energy, you know, when you were delivering your speech, um, very magnetic personality. And obviously, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like I, you know, like I was saying off camera, I definitely wanted to have you on the podcast because the youth, man, that's the youth. I, I, I don't know if I would say that the youth are lost. I can't, I, I don't want to bunch everyone together. Uh -huh, but, uh -huh, uh -huh. But what, I, what I was saying, you know, off camera was the fact that, you know, the youth have gone through a lot in these last three years. Um, and, you know, some of the scenarios that they've been put in is just unbearable. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're just now, you know, starting to kind of dig their way out. Before we yeah. go on, on that particular topic, which which we're going to circle back around, I wanted, I wanted you to be able to, you know, kind of introduce yourself outside of what Teresa, I mean, Teresa, I'm talking to my wife now. Well, outside of what, <laughs> outside of what uh, Sanaya, um, you know, was able to, you know, speak on about you. So just kind of share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Zoe, Zoe McDowell. I, like Sanaya said, I'm the youth minister at Bethel Road Outreach Church here in Brentwood, Tennessee. Um, I have two awesome pastors, Pastor um, James and Deborah Lowe. Um, and so I get to serve their ministries, serve about a group of maybe 60 kids each week. Um, and, and I just love what I get to do in the community here in Nashville. I'm also originally from Georgia. Okay. I'm a shout out to A, even though I don't get to claim a zone. <laughs> I don't claim, I can't claim a zone because I'm from McDonough. Okay. Uh, but born and raised out there, um, loved uh, everything about home. Trying to find a way to get home soon. Okay. I got to get back to mom and dad and my family. Um, but yeah, absolutely a, a joy to be able to do what I do. I have a background in biology and science. Um, and now I'm doing work in ministry and kids, which has always been my heart for a long time. And so we're seeing the best of both worlds and, and uh, excited for where God is taking us in the next however many years. Right. Yep. That's my, that's my, my little tidbit. That's a little tidbit. So how does it feel to be called Minister McDowell? <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> All right. My goodness. Right. Okay. So. My parents are both pastors. I have grown up in ministry for a long time. And so to hear people try to call me that, I kind of, I want to run from it sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm just, I'm still little though. You know, right. I'm still, you know, a regular person. Um, but I also do recognize that, you know, having that title and that mantle doesn't come without sacrifice. It doesn't come without a price. And so it's an honor to be called minister. But every time someone throws it out, I'm like, ooh, me? Are you sure you check on me? Right, right. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's okay. But most, I mean, literally at my church, people just call me Zoe. So okay. I love the casual, you know, the casual, relatable uh, uh, connection. Connection. Okay. So, so I, I have permission to call you Zoe. Now I'm, I'm giving you absolutely. Please, you <laughs> please call okay. me Zoe. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, um, so as you said, you know, you you graduated from college at the Clark Atlanta University. The okay. The, at the Clark Atlanta <laughs> University. Um, so I guess at what point, how, how did you make that transformation? Let's, let's, let's take it back even before, you know, you went off to college because, you know, going to college, trying years, even with you being, you know, mm -hmm. a child of, you know, of pastors and what, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot tougher um, because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're held to such a higher standard. Oh my gosh, is that a pastor's kid over there doing that and dancing that way? And, 
you know, mm-hmm. you, know it's, you know, blah blah blah. So, um, how how was it growing up in in the household? And I know you said that was, yeah, I know you said it was always probably on your heart to maybe make make the the stride towards ministry at some point. But how was mm-hmm. it in, in that type of ha- household? Wow. Okay. So my parents are great. Uh, we are, um, we're an interesting family. I'll say that. I think my dad is like super outgoing. He's the life of the party. My mom can be a little bit more to herself, but if you get her in the right space, she's also going to be the life of the party. And whenever she like chimes in, we all fall out cackling, laughing because she (laughs) finally jumps in our family shenanigans. Um, but yeah, growing up as a pastor's kid, I mean, it's, it's what you would expect. (laughs) It's, you, you see, um, you know, you're you're in a light that people are always kind of looking at you in and making sure like, hey, like, is she doing the right things? They have great expectations um, for us. You know, you, they want you to be in positions of leadership. And so there was that aspect of it. I think one thing that I could appreciate about my parents is that when they started our church, which Agape has been in existence for, um, we're I think we're coming up on 30 years. Um, but just, uh, uh, thank you. Um, but an awesome, uh, just ministry that my parents started and they, um, I I said 30 years, I'm backing up. Agape got started when I was four. I'm 27. I'm getting to 30 years. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm getting to 30 years. Okay. Agape is going on. It's a lot of years. Um, Yeah. You know, okay. It's a lot of years. We're getting closer to 25. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. But when they, they started the ministry, they made a ton of sacrifices, but I think, one thing that we always hear in ministry is to make sure that you do not sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. And so I could appreciate that my parents are present. My parents were involved. My dad is the ultimate father. Okay, he's going to show up for his girl anytime he can. I ran track and field a lot growing up. I ran track and field for about seven years. Okay. And so my parents would come to my track meets when they could. They were investing in, you know, our preparation for college. Uh, they're making sure that they're showing up at parents, parent conferences. They're making, they just wanted to make sure that they were present in our lives. And everybody knew like, oh, that's Zoe's dad. That's Zoe's mom. <laughs> right. And so I could appreciate being in a household that, you know, re- revered the Lord and, and, and put our resources and our heart towards what God was calling my parents to do, but also having the balance of still being able to be a child um, that was a part of the McDowell clan. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like you said, because I mean, it is tough. It is tough when, you know, especially both parents being pastors, and then mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're 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 sharing so much of yourself being a pastor because everyone looks to you to try to help solve problems, even though mm-hmm. they're supposed to look to the Lord, but obviously they 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 use another vessel that they come to right that's exactly right <laughs> right so but you know but uh you know and and so I, I can see where that would definitely be um a challenge being able to kind of split that time but it's beautiful that you know knowing that they 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 have the church and and they have to of course give unto themselves but they want to make sure that the family is taken care of as well and covered um yeah so that that's that's awesome that's 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 a lot that is definitely a lot so it is, uh, it is. Kudos to them. Yes, kudos to Donna and Lucius. I don't call them their first names to their face, though. <laughs> okay. To their face, their mommy Just, and daddy. But when they're right. not in the room, I call them Donna and Lucius. Right. Okay. <laughs> respect. Respect. I get it. I get it. Um. So. So. When? So tell me about. I guess. Uh, tell me about a time where 
you know, I feel like it's a job interview now, but but tell me about oh. a time where you found yourself kind of having doubts maybe in terms of, you know, am I, like you, like growing up in that household and seeing everything that they had before them and leading a church, like, am, am I going to be able to do that? You know what I'm saying? Do, do I have the strength? Do I have the know-how? You know, you said that they always wanted to put you in in positions of leadership. Which, I mean, I think that's the best thing that you can do for your child, being mm -hmm. able in positions of leadership, being able being able to put them out there in front of um, you know in front of people and let them know, hey, you're gonna make your mistakes and you're gonna have your your bumps and bruises. But you know, like I was saying, you you have to have this muscle memory, like when you were a child and, and you did it, like oh, you know you. It's, it's the the most traumatic thing in the world for you to you know trip walking on stage oh my gosh I can't everybody was looking at me I was walking on stage and I tripped you know what I'm saying but as you grow older and you start to see you know I trip fall tumble as long as I get up there and do what I'm supposed to do that's all that really matters you know what I'm saying because you mm -hmm. have your muscle memory but were there ever times where you had like doubts that I don't know if maybe going into ministry is 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 for me am I built for it um Goodness. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think um, with, with as it pertains to ministry, um, I think one of the things that is really uh, people just don't think about all the pieces that that uh, come along with saying yes to that that position, saying yes to that call. Mm -hmm. And I saw it firsthand. So I was really when the, when the moment presented itself, I was like, am I really about to do this? Right, <laughs> I'm really right. about to do this. Um I think there were, you know, no one, you know, knows that people are calling your pastors at midnight or one in the morning to come to hospitals and pray, or there's something going traumatically in someone's family, and they're the people that are being called to help, you know, mitigate and, and calm the situation down, or, or you know, just there's just there's so much um, that that you 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 just don't anticipate when you are, you know, looking, you see the man of God in a pulpit, you see the woman of God in the pulpit and you're like, oh, that's amazing gift. It's amazing call that they're walking in, but there's just so many other pieces. And so when the time for Zoe, Zoe to walk in that call came, I was like, okay, I think I knew I was called to do it. And, and I knew that because of the, the way that the seasons in my life had kind of put me into a uh, position for it. Um, and then I also had the heart for it growing up. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to do this. I at least want to give it a shot. Right. um before you know we say no but there have been times in it that have been trying right. um and there have been moments where I've had to even call my parents and say like hey how did how do you deal with this how do you navigate these situations um uh because right now I'm starting to sound like I, I like I, I don't belong or maybe I, I don't know that I can do this yeah. um but my parents uh especially my daddy and I, I he's I, <laughs> my daddy he is like, what I tell you, a number one cheerleader for his kids. My parents, my parents are amazing. My mom absolutely, what hands down loves us. My dad is going to turn over tables. He's burning down buildings. <laughs> he is doing anything that he can do to make sure that his girls are together, which is what a daddy should do. Yeah. Um, and so, um, he, you know, giving giving advice and, and and coaching me, like, hey, wait a minute, you sound real defeated. Come on, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> he'll send me scriptures. He'll uh he'll pray with me. Um. So there, there, but there are definitely moments that you encounter that question of like, hey, can I do this? Am I, uh, can I fit, can I feel these big shoes? Um, can I feel any shoes? You know, what are, where are my shoes? Do I have shoes? Are they for me? Right. Are they my size? Mm -hmm. um, and I think as you're like growing 
just going through life, you're trying to find your shoes, you're trying to find your fit. Um, and so to have a, uh, a, re a, 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 a resounding voice in, in, in your corner that's telling you like, you can do it, you are capable, you are more than enough, um, is, is necessary. necessary. Got to have that support system. That's, that's, that's for sure. Got to have that support system. Um, and you know, the fact that you were able to make that transition into ministry um, and following those footsteps, did like now with with your parents, did they, I guess at their church, did they have like specifically someone that was over the youth ministry or was it kind of like everyone was all together or how? how? They had, we had youth ministers at my, my home church. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you kind of did you kind of shadow the youth minister to ah so yeah I, when I was uh when I was in high school I was a student leader okay in our youth ministry and you know I when I was in high school I think it was like my going into my sophomore year of high school I just got really on fire for God yeah. and was like look I'm excited um, I would be picking people when I got my license I would go around the city pick up all the kids you going to church tonight it's Wednesday like I would be so excited um yeah. and so um. <laughs> There would be uh, moments where I could help uh, be a leader in those aspects. As a student leader, we were also like given positions on the board of trustees to, to have some insight or to provide some insight for what the ministry might have needed or, um, you know, what we're, we wanted the vision for the youth ministry to go. And then when I got into college, I still helped. I would come home and still help out with our youth ministry. Um, and my last year of undergrad, um, before I went into, I know, I'm sorry, I graduated from undergrad and that summer in between, I actually had to step in as the interim youth minister at my parents' church oh, before okay. I came to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, there are moments where like, I got to see, uh, you know, the youth ministers and kind of shadow them and walk alongside them. But then there was also a time where my dad was like, Hey, can you hold it down for these two, three months? I was like, all right, let's go. So I was ready. I was ready. Do you remember your first sermon? I do <laughs> my first sermon I do I actually taught my first sermon while I was in college I came I remember I was doing good I was praying and just spending time in my in my word and I feel like the Lord just deposited a whole sermon and I was like where did that come from like this, I mean beyond me and I told my youth minister I said hey I think I have a, a word for like our our kids back at home and he's like come on we'll do it and I came home and they were like oh my gosh can you come back next week? Like, can you come do this again? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I taught on um, when Jesus was talking about the parables about the different types of soil. And, uh, you know, there being hard soil, uh, when the seed doesn't uh, break the soil and it, you know, gets scorched by the sun or the birds come and take it away. And uh, the, the, the seed that is actually planted in the, in the heart is the one that takes root and grows and, and germinates and actually produces good fruit and, and, and a, you know, a plant. And so just like encouraging us to like, to get in it, stay true to it. When the enemy comes and tries to be crazy with you, still hold on to it um, so that you can walk in the fruitfulness that the Lord wants us to. See, that's one. See, see, I want y'all to, did y'all hear that? And that was off the top of the dome. That's, you see that? I'm just saying that, and that's, and that's the type of energy um that you brought to to our church but also yeah no seriously and that's the type of energy i think that um the youth need you know a lot of times and i and and i'm guilty of it and i'm gonna throw my wife in there too uh we're both guilty of it having you know you know children 15 and 12 and a lot of things that you know there is some disconnect we swear up and down mm -hmm. 
you know, we, we think that we know what's what and, you know, the kids <laughs> and, you know I'm uh -huh. trying to tell this and that and like, yeah, dad, they, they don't even do that anymore. <laughs> like, what? Are you serious? That's not how that, that's not how it works, daddy. We don't, we don't say that anymore. Right, exactly. The slang. What are some of the things they tell you that you, that's, that's not in anymore? What is something that you, you're trying to give them and they be like, uh-uh. Um, uh, some of the, I guess the dress, like some of the, you know, some of the things that mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on social media too. I see if they do wear it now. <laughs> just, <laughs> they said we just don't wear it. Right. They said so, we just don't wear it. I love right. it. Hey, you know, I, I don't do a lot of skinny jeans and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. But, um, <laughs> but I love uh, it. I love it. But yeah, so, I, but like I said, I think, and and, uh, and I'm going to bring, uh, you know, Mr. Hawkins back in when I say this as well, because he's done a phenomenal job at our church. Um, yes. Whenever you're able to make children want to go to church, like, Sometimes, you know, as adults and you, you know, you, you have a busy schedule and man, I feel like sleeping in a little bit. Uh, you know, the kids pop up, we're going to church, right? Uh, uh oh, yeah, we go. <laughs> they holding you accountable. That's good. Hey, seriously, holding us accountable, which is a beautiful thing. So, um, and I, I think if you can reach the youth and have them, you know, buy into the whole mentality of, you know, I'm getting fed when I go into church, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not just, you know, sitting there and listening to someone, you know, talk to me, not even necessarily preach, but just kind of talk to me and it's over my head and I can't, I, I, I know what they're feeding me is, is good, but I can't break it down and digest it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, I think it's awesome for, you know, for churches to be able to have, you know, ministers such as yourself and, Minister uh, Hawkins that have really bought into it and that are able to bridge that gap. You know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely a beautiful thing. Definitely a beautiful Praise thing. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess let's kind of talk a, a little bit about, um, you know, once you got your license and you actually made that that leap of faith and said, you know what, I'm, um, you know, I, I have the strength, I have the wisdom. You know, obviously we always we always a work in progress, so we don't right have, for uh, sure don't have all the answers. But um, kind of I guess tell us a little bit about you know that tra transition that you made transition into ministry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, man. So Fishy. honestly, th that right that was that was a God thing, and I couldn't have even uh I couldn't have even created that for myself. I at the time. Was in, I was getting my master's um, at Meharry Medical College, and I graduated with that in 2020. And of course, 2020, the world was in shambles. Yes. No one knew, you know, up from down, left from right. It was just, everything was going crazy. And so when I had graduated, I said, oh, no, the plan that I once had was not, is no longer intact. Right. And so at, the, at that time, I had uh, served with my church as an administrative assistant to our youth ministry the year prior. And my, my pastor called me. He was like, look, if you don't go, if you don't, after this degree, if you don't, if the plan doesn't work, you come right back here. He said, you call me. He said, because you have some giftings that we really want to, you know, we want to make sure that we bring into our, our culture. Mm -hmm. And so I called him and he was like, it's Christmas in May. <laughs> he was so yes. excited. Yes. Um, and so I ended up transitioning back 
to our youth ministry, but the person who was in the position who was overseeing it, they were having a child and they're like, hey, they're going on maternity and paternity leave, hold down the youth ministry until they get back. And I was like, okay. I held it down until they got back. But when they got back, they transitioned into another position at the church. Oh. And so they're like, okay. They're like, Zoe, we believe that you can do this. Can you do this? Yeah. And I was like, I can do this. And so I was like, I feel like I've been trained for this. I've been, you know, prepped for this, you know, all the years that I've watched my parents do ministry, all the years that I've been able to contribute to ministry. Um, and it's just been bread. It's like, it's a bread and butter of mine. I love it. I think I am a crazy, loud, energetic, outgoing person. And youth ministry is where my personality actually makes sense to me. <laughs> if I was as crazy and loud as I was, you know, in somebody's, you know, workspace, they'd be like, so, security, can y'all come get this woman? <laughs> right. um, but so the opportunity then presented itself. Um, and I had done classes and just, uh, I was like, Lord, this is the time. And so my parents gave me my minister's license and uh, they gave me their blessing and I have been moving forward in it ever since. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, once again, we're going to kind of circle back to that, that first topic uh, when we were talking about, you know, um, everything that's taken place over the, these, these past, you know, three years. Um, so what advice would you give to, I know, right. I'm putting you on the spot now. I'm, uh -oh. I'm, uh, yeah. What advice would you give to someone? I, I guess we'll just take it from the, the youth perspective. So what, what advice would you give to the youth that kind of feel, still feel this disconnect, still feel like, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, even though COVID obviously is not over and, you know, mm -hmm. we're still feeling the residual effects of it, but um, I just, I see so much that kind of goes on in the world in terms of, you know, the youth with the mass shootings, with, you know, suicides, um, with cyberbullying. Um, I mean, just, and it, it, I feel like they're getting younger and younger. You know, just how, what, what word of encouragement would you give to the youth that feel lost at this point? Mm. Mm. Man, I think, yeah, this, this, this season that we're coming out of has done a number on the, the next generation. And I think I would just encourage them with like, and it's cliche, but like, it won't always be like this. Yes. And as I know that um, sometimes as a young person, it's hard to, to see past what is right in front of you, what is happening directly around you. Um, but it won't always be like this. Trouble won't last always. We say that in the, in the church. Um, but I, and I think that if a student can see and recognize, if they can perceive just how bad the outside world is, if they can perceive just how crazy things are, that's actually a good thing. If they can say, you know what, there's a lot going on and I don't know why people are doing this. I don't know why people are doing that and can make the connection that the outside world is being crazy because they don't have a centering. They, they don't have a foundation. They don't have something to plant their faith in. Then that's a beautiful thing, right? Then the, the, the encouragement and the connection point is we have a foundation. We have a, 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 a foundation that we can plant our feet in uh, that our faith can stand strong on, and that's Jesus Christ. 
I didn't mean I'm not trying to be churchy. No, <laughs> I, I want you to yeah, I, be churchy. That's yeah, no, no, seriously. Be churchy. Be churchy yes. Yeah, no, I think it is it is a beautiful thing when a student or a child can recognize that they don't want what's out there, but they can look at the fruit of what comes from a life in Jesus and say, I want what's in there. And then from that position, from that place, from that newness that comes with that decision of salvation live different, walk different, act different, talk different, and then be the example to the outside world, that's how people get changed. I remember all of my my high school, really my high school testimony is, is that I remember uh, just being amongst a, a group of students and we were cute and popular, but there was gossip, there was, you know, people were being bullied and I did not want anything to, I'm like, I don't like that. I, I would rather stand up for the person who is uh who you guys are making fun of because that's a person that person is still love that person is still a child of God like can we can we extend love can we be different because it's good right and I when I came and I got real serious about Jesus I started reading my word and 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 I kind of had to ostracize myself I had to separate myself from the people who were uh were nagging the people who were gossipers the people who were drama prone and I had to make the decision like, hey, I don't want this to be my brand. I don't want this to be my story. Um, and from that, I actually went through a season where I was lonely. I felt isolated. I had to find myself in Jesus Christ. And there'd be moments I would cry like, man, God, like I really wish I had some friends right now. I wish I, wish I had this, that, and the third. Um, and the Lord comforted me. And I know that sounds like a very abstract thing. And it can be to a young person, like the Lord coming and comforting you. But you'll see how he sends vessels to comfort you. And you'll, you'll say, okay, God, I see how you're moving, you're working. And I kid you not, because of the stance of separation and the love that I chose to give people in spite of what they gave others, it was like a, it was like a 360. I mean, I'm sorry, a 180. Right. <laughs> a complete difference, right? <laughs> a three, look, we didn't go back, okay? We didn't come on the other side. <laughs> right, right. I went, from, I went from being in a place of isolation and sadness um, to being a very popular and well-loved person to the degree that I was on homecoming court. I was prom queen. I was like uh, the one of the top seniors that the school had chosen uh, to represent the school. Uh, like, it was just like, I was like, whoa, 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 God, what's going on? Like, I could have never imagined what would have came that all of those things would have come out of my obedience. But because the Lord was saying, hey, we're not going to identify with what's going on out here. We're not going to identify with, you know, being you know, X, Y, and Z and doing X, Y, and Z and whatever everybody else is trying to do, we're going to be different. And you guys, I promise you that the world appreciates different. They might say that they don't. Okay. Everybody's got to look this way. Everybody's got to dress this way. Everybody's got to be this thing. But the world appreciates different. And when you stand confidently in your difference, that's when you see God do amazing things. And so I, yeah, I would encourage you all. I mean, I know it's been a hard season. It's been a rough season, but be optimistic. Know that trouble won't last always. The, the sun will come out, okay, tomorrow. Shout out to Annie. Um, <laughs> um, right. there, will be, uh, there will be greater times than this. And if you can just be hopeful, if you can, if you can place your hope and your faith and your trust in something that is above, that will carry you past the next you know, couple of years, the next couple of months, I promise you'll see the sunshine. One day at a time, right? One day at a time. 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 Absolutely. Um, 
And you know what? And and our time is 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 running short. But I, oh I no! No, right? Good gracious! See, I, I don't even. Have, we just got over here. I, we just started. Um, I, I I have two questions that I always ask as I wind down. First question is, what do you want your legacy to be, Minister McDowell? Minister McDowell. <laughs> what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy. Um. And it's not even anything crazy deep. I just want people who encounter me to know that they encountered someone who is a vessel of the Lord. Um, I, I want them to know that, like, I want them to, to say, hey, that girl right there, she she was kind. She was loving. She uh, she gave her best effort in everything that she did. She was a hard worker. She um, She cared for people. She did what she could when she could, how she could. Uh, that's I want my legacy to be my character, um, and I think that that is going that that goes, you know, precedes you for generations because what happens is people will see you operating like that and they'll say, "Hey, I want to be the same," and so it's contagious, uh, and it will continue to spread uh, for generations and generations. So that's what I want my legacy to be. And see, you see how you segue right into that 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 final question, which uh -oh. is. <laughs> I like generations and generations ago, but uh, Generation Motivation, the podcast, I always ask this question. How do you feel as though you are motivating your generation and generations to come? And I think they kind of play hand in hand, but. Yeah, um, I mean, I think with my, with, my, with my job, for sure, I'm like, I get to have my hands directly <laughs> in yeah. a pool of young people and uh, I get to serve there and I get to serve in a capacity that not a lot of people might see um, as a young black female youth minister um, in a position of leadership at a church. It's not, not that we're unicorns, but we're, we're just a little bit um, <laughs> yeah. underrepresented in some spaces. And so I think that it's been encouraging to hear other people say, man, like I'm so glad that I got to see a black female uh, believer uh, stand in the pulpit, or I'm so glad that I get to see a black female leader lead a group of students or a group of people, a group of adults. Um, and so in those ways, I think that, you know, uh, I am uh, encouraging the next generation, but I also, I'm wearing this, this t-shirt. I was going it says, I love the shirt. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It yeah. says IDK and that's okay. And it's actually not launched yet, but this is going to be a part of my brand called Lily's Bloom. And blooming celebrating the becoming celebrating who you are to be um and those pieces that are in the middle sometimes we have plans for our life and they don't always go the way we think they should go sometimes we have to encounter things that might take us off track um but being okay with giving yourself grace in that i think is the key to being able to get to the other side and so we can say i don't know what's going on right now and it's okay Okay. That would give us the courage and the confidence to keep moving, right? To keep going. And so um, in those ways, I'm praying that once it gets launched, that it's a blessing to people and that it really encourages people to, one, identify those spaces in their life that might have troubled them, that might have uh, felt like failure, that might have felt like um, disappointment. And then being able to take that, give it a name, give it a space, celebrate it, and then move move forward uh, with what they are trying to accomplish because everyone's going to come to a place in their in their journey and in their road where there's a block there's a roadblock um, and we, we've seen it in countless you know biblical characters 
I'm sure you got some stories <laughs> where you had to overcome some things. Boy, a lot of um, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of okay. And we had to we have to celebrate and 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 be confident in where we're headed. And so being able to say, you know what, this is crazy, but I'm gonna just let I'm gonna let grace be grace and I'm gonna grace myself. I'm gonna give grace to me, I'm gonna give grace to the experience, and I'm gonna let it, it's going to be okay in the end. Um, I would love for that to be uh, just a, a contagious, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a viral thing that people like are just sharing their testimonies and encouraging each other. So hopefully that comes out and hopefully it encourages the next generation. Um, but I am grateful to be at the beginning stages and to be walking in it, you know, in faith. There you go. Exactly. Hey, and you know, like, like I said earlier, we all work, a uh, work in progress. So we don't everything, and, and that's that's fine. We we learn as we continue to walk in faith, you know, taking baby steps. Um, yeah, for sure. I want to thank you first and foremost <laughs> for thank you. I want, I, want, I want to thank you. I want to thank you first and foremost um, for not only you know joining joining us on the podcast um, and sharing your words of inspiration, but I want to thank you for walking in purpose. Mm. I thank you for having the courage to isolate yourself, like you said, mm. and understand that, hey, uh, you know, I'm here for a bigger purpose. I, I have to, you know, I have to break myself down and rebuild. And um, mm -hmm. so you are definitely uh, an inspiration and, and you're definitely making a positive uh, effect on our community. So thank you so much. We, we definitely- Thank you. Yeah, definitely thank appreciate you. you. Um, look, and I'm look. I gotta celebrate you because without you walking in your purpose, I wouldn't be here on this podcast to share anything. Okay, so I am grateful that you are walking <laughs> in the things that you believe that God has like prompted you to do. This is amazing. Thank you so much, and you, the listener. As we wind down, uh, we have less than a minute. I want to say thank you. Uh, you know, once again for uh, tuning into another episode of Generation Motivation the Podcast. Um, you know, continue to walk in purpose continue to have courage and continue to be a positive impact or make a positive impact on your community. I mean, that's what we're here for. And until next time, I'll holler. <laughs>